0: everybody. Welcome to Taking Control, the ADHD podcast on RashPixel.fm. I'm Pete Wright, and right over there is Nikki Kinzer.
1: Hello, Pete Wright.
0: Hello, Nikki Kinzer. How are you? How are you feeling this week?
1: Well, it's kind of a sad week.
0: Uh, it was... Yesterday was
1: tough. Well, and it was tough watching the news this morning, too, because I was telling my husband, we were watching the Today Show, and they were doing a little tribute to... I assume you're talking about Prince. I certainly am, yeah. <laughs> Yes. And uh, I was telling him, I'm like, you know, it's just... It, I, I don't know... I mean, obviously he was an amazing singer and entertainer. And and I think that part of the reasons for me why it was so sad, too, and I'm sure everybody else out there is he was such a part of my childhood, like growing up. You know, if you grew up in the 80s, it's like you grew up with Prince. I mean, you watched Purple Rain and you did the little motions of i would die for you mm-hmm. i mean you know and danced around i mean you just did that so yeah i was just so sad so
0: prince sad. Uh, i i've seen prince in concert more than any other artist really uh, i've seen him oh. around the world i've got uh, you know more than 80 prince albums um i i spent so much of my youth collecting bootlegs and going from you know Record store to record store that you know Wax Tracks in Denver was my absolute favorite. Uh wow. We'd spend weekends just going up there and and hounding through the archives of vinyl. I have, I, I actually don't have it anymore, but I had a very rare interview of Prince that was cut on a a, a record, a vinyl album that was actually cut in the shape of Prince. Oh, really? Wow. And so, and I'm, I'm very, today I can tell you, I'm very disappointed. I don't have that, you know, it's one of those things like you think, do you think to yourself, gosh, what, when am I, I don't even have a record player anymore. When am I going to listen to these? And uh, I, that was, that was a short sighted thing. I should not have, have sold that. I I miss it deeply. I miss all of those old records Mm -hmm. deeply. And, uh, but, um, yeah, I've been listening to a lot of prints the last, uh, last 24 hours. And, um, it, you know, if, if anything, it just, boy, it puts you in touch with your own morality, you know, mortality, right, right, yeah. <laughs> mortality, not your morality. Right. Uh, <laughs> you, you know, I mean, at 57, he just it's, makes me feel old all of a sudden.
1: I know. Yeah. I know. It's crazy. So, yes, that was that was a sad. Sad part of the week, for sure. But.
0: Very sad. He was such a—you know, and this is something that I, I think has just been coming out, is just how much of a humanitarian he was and how much he was—you know, how involved he was, both financially and, and directly, personally involved in so many, um, you know, charities and causes. Uh, but he was a Jehovah's Witness, and so as part of his faith, he was not—he uh, would not talk about his good works you just mm. did them and so now that it's now that he is gone all of his friends and and coworkers and colleagues are coming out of the woodwork saying you this is what you didn't know about Prince and mm-hmm. uh, it's pretty mm-hmm. powerful stories are coming out so anyway yeah. yes
1: yes that's it so awesome. Yes. Okay.
0: Uh, so, but we are talking not about that. We're talking no. about, uh, it's a tech episode today. And I
1: know, right? I don't have any like notes or outlines or anything. I'm just sitting here <laughs> like a listener and I'm going to write my own notes from what Pete Wright has to say. I don't even, <laughs> I,
0: who even knows? You know, part of what I, I wanted to talk about was, was, um, was checklists and, and how checklists fit into my life right now. And I have a, a uh, the, the way we're going to talk about it is in just sort of beginner, intermediate, and advanced checklisting. Uh, I got excited about this. You know, we've talked all about the book Essentialism over the last several weeks. We've talked about kind of what we've learned out of that. And there's another book that I am, I'm not all the way through yet, uh, but it is called The Checklist Manifesto by Atul Gawande. And uh, this guy is a surgeon. Now, he has he has written this book on checklists because if there is ever a field that is in need of really good checklists, it's the medical field. And right. they, have, yes. they have taken checklists and and made them just such an art form and not, not you know, t- when you do it right, it's not just a bureaucracy. It, it really is. It's a, it's an art. So we're going to talk about that today. Uh, Great. Before we dig in, though, make sure you head over to Take Control ADHD, get to know us and the show a little bit better. You can, of course, as always, listen to the show right there on the website, subscribe to the mailing list, make sure you don't miss a single episode, uh, or uh, uh, find us in, uh, in the Apple Podcasts. Directory, or and starting this week, uh, we were a launch partner for Google Play Podcast Directory. If you're an Android user, finally Google has stepped up and they now have us in the Google Play Store. So I I know that is rolling out. They said, you know, at, at the beginning of the week that it's available on the web now, but if you are an Android user, it's rolling out to you over the course of this week. So you probably have it now. You can search for the ADHD Podcast in, uh, on your Google device. There you go. Uh, so here we are. Here we are. Uh, checklisting. Mm. How do you do with checklists? Are you good uh, with checklists? You feel like you're pretty good with checklists? I mean, you, we have all these forms that we've released and the forms are, are great, but they're not quite checklists. Some of those are reminders, but in terms of like daily checklists, do you feel like you use checklists?
1: Well, I do, but I got to tell you, it's a work in progress. Uh, it is definitely a work in progress because, um, I use Evernote. You know, I used to use OmniFocus a lot, but now I have found, um, Evernote to be really kind of just the sole place that I go because it's for me, I'm, I'm working on this project, right. And it's a big project and there's lots of pieces, lots of moving pieces to it. And so it's easier for me to have everything in Evernote, um, than it is OmniFocus. I don't know why, but that's just sort of where I've gone, you know, in the last few months. yeah, yeah. And I use the little checklist, um, feature that they have. So when I actually do need to check stuff off, I do. And I have like a daily and weekly, um, checklist that I have that I'm, that I've been using pretty faithfully and it's actually working pretty well because there's certain things that I have to do every week at the same time. So Mm -hmm. there's a, a, you know, a routine that I do that I need to do every Monday, every Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. And so having these things in this, uh, checklist and not ever having them go away. I mean, I check them when I'm do when I do them, but then I uncheck them for the next week. Right. So it's just a constant reminder that this is what needs to be done on Wednesday. And, and for me right now, that is really working because, uh, if I don't look at that on a daily basis and it's Wednesday, I will forget what I have to do on Wednesday. And then, and then on Thursday, I'll be like, Oh man, I forgot about the newsletter. (laughs) 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 And then I'm scrambling, you know, stuff like that. But, um, so anyway, very long Answer to your question.
0: Well, no, it's a it's a great answer to the question. It's exactly what I would hoped for, actually, and it, it, for a number of reasons. First is, you know, we we talk about these these checklists, and and back to the uh, Goande book. Uh, he opens this book, and you can get this part for free if you download the Kindle uh, introduction. So, if you're not interested in the whole thing, you can download just the sample and read the the kind of prologue, which is amazing because it tells the story of an emergency room visit. Uh, a, a man is is taken to the emergency room. It's on Halloween. Halloween and um, and and he's got a stab wound in his abdomen, uh, and from on the outside it looks like a you know a certain kind of stab wound. And they went through the process of just kind of off the top of their heads going through because they're expert medical people and they're moving quickly trying to save his life. And they go through all the steps that they have in their head, and as they are moving him into this certain level of kind of triage, I, I suppose uh, he starts like seizing up right it it, it becomes For something that they knew and expected to something that is surprising them. And they realized that one of the steps that the the one step that they forgot in their whole triage process was what is the nature of the weapon that stabbed him? Uh, Because they thought it was just a normal knife, right? Because it looked about so long as to be kind of a normal sort of knife that they had seen before. But in this case, it was Halloween and he had apparently been stabbed by like a civil war era bayonet, Oh, And so it was the same width as a regular knife, but much, much deeper. So what they couldn't see on the outside uh, was that he was bleeding out on the inside and causing oh. a very challenging medical situation to get much, much worse. It oh, is a, he,
1: This is a terrible story. It is a
0: terrible <laughs> story, but it, it really highlights the importance of checklists. And that's why this yeah. book is so terrific, because it's the things you don't even think. Think about, uh, about where checklists come and, and have the most power in, in our lives. And my goodness, do I want to go to that hospital now because you can bet they're going to have that I on gonna the know. They're going to be very thorough. Yeah, right. So for me, you know, I don't deal with life and death stuff every day, right? I, I no, uh, you, know, you know, I deal with repetition. You deal with me. <laughs> I deal with you, right? Now. Uh, you know, we all have this repetition in our lives, and I, I just think that until you stop and think about all the things that repeat around you, you don't really know what you're missing, right? You have your daily checklist, your weekly checklist, things that you are going through every day because you'll miss them if you don't.
1: Oh, it's so true. It's so true. Right. So, And even with the checklist, I still miss them sometimes if I yeah. don't look at if you don't look like, at the checklist, I have to right. look at the checklist.
0: Yeah. <laughs> that is that is step 1 on the checklist, look at the checklist. have uh, to look at it. It is it, it's through that lens of of task lists that I think we I wanted to talk about some of the options for using old and new technology to to build these checklists quickly and efficiently uh, and just ensure that we're not missing a step in an otherwise invisible process in our lives, right? So what is an invisible process? Um an invisible process is a process you think you know. It's a process of triaging a patient in the emergency room. It's a process of getting up in the morning, right? I look at my morning routine as one of those invisible processes, right? I, I get up. I, I have to go down the hall and poke the tiny dragons that live down the hall from me. I have to shower and dress. I have to make breakfast. I have to make lunches for each child. I have to make the coffee. I have to unload the dishes from the dishwasher. I have to get the kids out the door. I have to clean up the kitchen, right? Those are the things that I like to do. You are busy. Well, you know, morning is morning is what it is. <laughs> right. uh, or Or maybe it's a daily health routine, you know, I, you may have a a drink my morning water bottle or take my vitamins, eat breakfast, eat lunch, drink my afternoon water bottle, eat dinner, meditate, right? The things that you do every day or that you want to do every day for your own health and sanity. So those are examples of things that are kind of invisible processes. I absolutely know that I am not alone when I say, if I don't have a reminder on my calendar to stop and eat, I will not stop and eat right mm-hmm. uh and that sounds so silly when you say it out loud but it's the truth and and mm-hmm. so i think some of these things are just about kind of being honest with yourself and writing down every step of the process so for the beginner We're going to go to the old school technology, pen and paper. It is the easiest tool to find. It is, you can write down the stuff that you have to do uh, in, in your invisible processes every day. Write it down, put little circles next to each item and check them off. Now, it's so easy to do, but very difficult to replicate, right? It sounds like it's ridiculous. You just, you know, you just write your new checklist every day. But at the end of the day, you don't want to sit down and handwrite the same checklist over and over again.
1: Well, and you got to keep in mind too, that people have, we tend to put everything on our checklist or on our to-do list, right? So then you've got Two pages worth of stuff. So, exactly. yeah, you definitely don't
0: want to. But that's not what we're talking about, right? What no. we're talking about is these invisible processes. So, write oh, down right. the You're process. The yeah, not, okay, not the, it. Sorry. But Just the stuff that you want to make sure you don't miss a step. Right. Morning uh,
1: routines. Yeah, your morning routines. So, write
0: down all the yeah. things eat breakfast, eat lunch, and put the little circles next to it so you can check them off. And then scan it, take a picture of it, and print out. Uh, seven of them at the beginning of each week, right? And make, make that on your weekly checklist. Well, can't uh, you also
1: like, wouldn't you recommend laminating it? And then you can just use like a little pen that just wipes off every time that you check?
0: You could. And I'll tell you, I and this this is very similar to the way you use Evernote, isn't it? Um, right? It's, essentially, that's what you're doing is unchecking the checklist. You're wiping mm-hmm. off the dry erase, right? Which mm-hmm. is a great idea. My problem is, and this is me, I own that I am deficient in this area. I will forget... It, which day I have checked or unchecked an item if I don't actually see that task task go away and then start a new clean one.
1: Oh, I see. Does that okay. make sense? Like uh-huh. I'm not
0: I'm I'm just not clear headed enough to, to stop and say, OK, did I actually do this today or is this a check from yesterday that I forgot to uncheck?
1: I see. That's, I see. I totally see what
0: you're saying. So okay. that's why so I, you
1: need different ones. I need, you need, new, yeah, ones. Ones. You need new ones. Yeah,
0: absolutely. I right. need a new one every day. And, and that's, that's why I actually don't use paper because it's not very green. And it, and so like, it, it makes me feel guilty about having a paper checklist every day for each of these little routines. I just, I'm, I'm not wired for it, but that is the easiest way I think to do it and make sure you don't miss a step is get your mm-hmm. checklist just the way you need it and then make copies of it. Okay. Got it. So that's beginner. Okay. Uh, there's another beginner uh, level. If you want to just take this to the computer and I, I say text files, Evernote is another great example. It's not quite plain text, but it's just basic click here and type a text file is any file on your computer that ends in dot TXT, right? And it just means plain basic text. This is text that it has been text on a computer since the first computer was Created and crafted and powered on. It is very basic and future proof. Uh, and you can take a text file today and you can be, I'm, I would not, I would hesitate to say 100% sure, but very, very, very highly secure in the odds that that text file is going to be readable in 30 years. Not that your daily checklist today is something that you're going to want to open in thirty years, but just know that a text file is very secure uh, and future proof app proof it's it's difficult to mess up with a text file and what's nice about a text file is you get your text your checklist all just the way you want it, put your date at the top, and at the end of the day, after you've put little x's next to each item that you've finished you Select it, copy and paste it, and paste a new one down below. So you have you know exactly what you did yesterday and what you need to do today.
1: Okay, so I'm going to ask you a question on the very basic level, uh-huh. <laughs> and people are going to totally laugh at me when you say text, like you're saying, you know, .dot txt mm-hmm. Like, are you just saying, like, if you're on a Mac, you open up a pages, like a new no. document for pages, no, or you so... open up a Word document? No. Like, I don't get it.
0: Specifically, not those apps. I'm actually really glad you asked that question. So
1: thank you, because I feel kind of stupid. You are not stupid. <laughs> and this is okay. a challenge
0: because Word and pages are not future proof, right? Every time, and, and we've run into this with both of these applications in not too distant history, where the manufacturers, Apple and Microsoft, have made some sort of substantive change to the file format of .pages or .doc and, and then docx that changed the way these documents could be read. You and I have run into this, where right. you have right. an older yeah. version of pages and you send me a file that I then, it, it can't open it because, reads. yeah, I don't <laughs> have the older version of pages. They have largely fixed that, but it highlights the the case that plain text is future-proof where these application-specific formats are not. I can so take. So where do you
1: get this? Where do so you get this text,
0: text? So you could open an app on your Mac, like TextEdit. It ships for free on your Mac. It comes with the Mac. Uh, it, Pages does not. You have to go download that, right? So if you open TextEdit, uh, you can start a new document and choose to just start typing. Uh, in, in, and if you want to make sure that it's plain text, you click on the format menu and there's an option that says plain, make plain text. And what you will see there, all formatting options go away. I just opened
1: it on my computer right now. I see it.
0: There it is. So that is plain text. If you save a plain text document, you can send it to anyone. You can send it to Mac or PC or Linux or Unix or Solaris. I mean, any. From the smallest dumb phones to the largest network uh, equipment, a plain text file is readable. That is the language of the internet. So you don't have to worry about losing your stuff. And that's always, we've talked a long time about just that. But if you get the idea of what text is, it's super, super simple. And so you just have to kind of develop your own language. Now, why am I going on and on around text? Because there is a standard, and I'm using standard in kind of air quotes, called Task paper. Task paper is a standard for taking plain text and adding functionality to plain text that is interpreted to give you features in a in apps that support task paper. So I could create a a bulleted list in plain text, and a bulleted list in plain text might be dash um, get up in the morning, mm-hmm. okay, and dash on a new line uh, make coffee. So now I have a two. Item task list. If I open this in an app, there's an app actually called Task Paper, but there are a lot of text editing apps that support Task Paper. It would turn that list into something I could like check off. Right. And I can now check off, get up in the morning, but the file is still plain text. So I could take it out of that task paper app and send it to somebody who wanted to open it on Windows in a different application that supports plain text and they would see it. So, uh-huh. you know, we we talked a lot about it and it makes it sound like it's more complex than it is. The real issue is making a choice to explore the benefits of plain text because it's super basic and super easy. Of course, if you don't really care about formatting issues, open up Word. Do it in Word. Do it in Pages. Do it in whatever, or in Excel. People do this in, in all sorts of different apps. Just find an app that lets you create a basic checklist so that you can copy and paste it from one day to the next, and the job, your job is done. What do you cool. think? What do you think about I that? I like it. Okay, so that's beginner. Now let's talk about intermediate. Okay. You mentioned OmniFocus. I yes. I adore OmniFocus, though I don't use it right now. Uh, but what I what OmniFocus allows you to do, and any of these task apps, right? You can choose Outlook, you could choose OmniFocus, you could choose. I'm using the app To Do right now, the number two and Do. Uh, you can create a templates project, and within that templates project, you can create your checklists. And then when you're ready to duplicate them, right? Say I have a, I have a project, for example, that we'll talk about in more detail in a moment for producing one of these podcasts now producing the podcast has a number of steps on on our show it's like 15 you know i have to go through and create the google docs for the show rundown i have to link it on the on the show schedule i have to go in and research the the show i have to go in and you know in the case of the text this this checklist episode i had to research all the different text files and and apps that i wanted to talk about and then i have to create the art in sketch and i have to add the art to the show and then i have to you know write the summary i have to write the summary i have to build the posts on the website. I I have to put it in the feed. I, there are so many things I have to do. It's about 15 steps on this show. Uh, on the movie show that I do, there's about 35 um, uh, j- uh, tasks that go into getting the show out the door um, from beginning to end over the course of about 10 days, and so I need to make sure that I have all of those items documented, and so I can put them all in OmniFocus, and then when I'm ready to create a new show, I just select the top-level item of that project, copy it and paste it into my, uh, into my, you know, show folder. And now I have all my tasks, uh, that I can start checking off, but my source in the templates folder is not affected. Does that make sense?
1: Yes. Cause they're two separate things. Exactly. Exactly.
0: Right? And right, so every yeah. time I want to do a new show, I just grab a copy of the the batch of tasks from the templates folder and I paste it into my show folder so that's how I, I work in Omnifocus uh, when I was using this in omnifocus and it's it's pretty basic and you can do exactly the same thing in any number of of you know task management applications create a dummy set of tasks that's vanilla and copy and paste that whole batch of tasks into a new project folder and then you can you can start your or, uh, start your work on that task. That's kind of intermediate. If you use an app to track your tasks, and 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 that means you're kind of dedicated to an app ecosystem, right? You're dedicated to the way the app works, and um, and and figuring out how to make these templates. I will say that OmniFocus, uh, Ken Case uh, from the Omni Group, uh, has said just this very week that they have in beta a solution for um, allowing you to create. Uh, a, a an entire project based on a, a task, so you can say, "I have a task which is uh, episode 250 of the ADHD podcast," and hit return, and all the tasks I've pre-programmed into that project get put into my OmniFocus uh, based on the date that I need that project to be due. So essentially to automate the creation of these projects uh, for you. And that should be coming to uh, an OmniFocus uh, near you very, very soon because people are testing it right now. So that's a great way you can tell that there is some momentum around checklists and and making sure that you're being able to repeat checklists. So that takes us to advanced. Oh and it boy. also takes us to the iPad. So I, I for, forgive me, uh, Android users, non-iPad users, and iPhone users, this is, this is absolutely platform-specific. I don't know how to do anything like this on Android. I couldn't find anything like this on Android, and I'm not experienced in it. So full disclosure there, this is specific to iOS. And it requires two apps and uh, a blog that you need to go read, which will be in the show notes. Uh, first, the apps. The app that I uh, adore is called Workflow. And I think we have talked about Workflow in the past.
1: Yeah, I think so too. Yeah.
0: So Workflow is an app that that looks at your system and it sees all the apps that you have installed and, and gives you suggestions of other apps that that you can also install. And it allows developers to offer these workflow, um, well, workflows that plug into Workflow so you can tie apps together that otherwise have not been tied together in the past on your iPad. Because the iPad is is notoriously, like, uh, 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 multitasking uh, antagonistic, right? It's, it has been hard over the years to do multiple things at the same time on OmniFocus or on on the iPad and, and iOS. You're really doing one thing at a time and you don't, you know, unless you're like listening to music in the background, there's very little you can do in the background on, on iOS. And so Workflow is essentially simulates that experience where you can have the system do a lot of things at once and tie things together. So I was uh, listening to one of my very favorite podcasts uh, called Cortex with CGP Grey and Mike Hurley. And CGP Grey is a phenomenally beautiful nerd. I mean, he's just brilliant, (laughs) and I absolutely uh, adore the things that he creates. He's actually a YouTuber, a professional YouTuber, and he creates these YouTube videos that teach you stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and so, uh, just do a search for CGP gray. The blog post that he created was just what I've been looking for all my life. <laughs> it allows, it, it walks you through how to create a workflow in the workflow app that uh, includes all of the tasks on a particular checklist you want to accomplish. It lets you, um, it, it lets you type in a title of the task or of the project that you want to create and the date that that project is due. Now, that's the important part here, because what his little workflow script does is it takes all of my tasks, all 35 of my tasks, and it dates each individual task relative to when the project is due.
1: Oh, interesting. That is
0: a that's a new, advanced thing.
1: So it's almost breaking it down for you. It's kind it of breaking is. down the, the project of by due dates and what you should be doing.
0: Well, not only due dates, but start dates as well. Start and dates, you know how right. valuable that is. What we don't want to see and don't want to be overwhelmed by are the tasks that we don't have to be working on yet, right? I don't want to see all 35 of my tasks in a given project. I want to see the three tasks that are due right now. And that's what this little workflow lets me do. And it's really funny. I will actually, I will create a video when this goes up and I will put it in the blog post of what happens when I create a new workflow project on my iPad. It'll be a a screen grab of my iPad so that you can see what workflow is doing. It swaps back and forth between workflow and to do 35 times. To build hmm. each task, set a date for it, and, and put it in the project. And so it goes back and forth. It whiz, 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 whiz. And suddenly I have a new project with 35 tasks, and they're all exactly where I want them to be, the exact dates that I want them to be. And I know I'm never going to miss a single step because I built the checklist generically uh, myself, and I've, I've massaged it, and it, it works great. So that is advanced stuff. Uh, And it's a little bit frustrating uh, because it takes a lot of trial and error. That's why it's in the advanced section. But if you (laughs) are a complete hooligan for this stuff and you don't mind spending a little bit of time tweaking it to make it work just the way you want it to work, uh, it is really, really fun uh, and so satisfying to know that, that all of your I's are dotted and T's are crossed. Very time. cool. So that's it. That's what I wanted to talk about today. Wow. It helps me Good absolutely stuff. with my mission to gate and uh, time block uh, by making sure that all of my tasks are in the right places, in the right projects, at the right time. Well, and
1: it sounds like workflow kind of gives you that assistance, you know, that little reminder too, of, of the, of the deadlines and the timeframes and
0: stuff. It, so it really does. It's and like your little partner. It is my, absolutely my little partner. And actually uh-huh. it becomes, uh, again, if you're familiar with IRS, uh, uh, IRS with iOS, it becomes <laughs> I'm a sure home all screen. of us are
1: familiar with yeah. IRS right, <laughs> right now right, in April. Now. Yes. Uh,
0: <laughs> it becomes either a today widget or a home screen widget. So you can, you just like drag down from the top and you can add the, your, your, you know, project workflows right there. So I drag down from the top of my screen and I just tap the, you know, create a new ADHD podcast project. And it says, enter the name of the show. And then what day does it do? And it goes off and builds all my tasks. Um, So it's pretty sweet. It is pretty sweet. So that's it.
1: Well, thank you for sharing your knowledge.
0: Well, thank you for uh, putting up with me as always. And you know, oh, I have hard. to I, <laughs> I'm I, With every joke, there is some truth I do have a shout out to a listener in Denver uh, I, It doesn't say if we can use her name So I'm not using your name respectfully But I do want to offer you my deepest thanks I love that people are listening to the plight of a man with, with new, Who is new to glasses And thank you for your, uh, <laughs> your suggestions uh, For how to actually uh, look cool uh, and not use a with granny a glasses chain with a necklace. and, That's and right. Uh, I love this last... <laughs> she says a cinch is totally unnecessary for everyday wearing. I've lost mine, but essential for the look when another man makes a snide comment about your granny glasses chain. You just disdainfully look at him and say, Nah, I like to be able to see when I'm parachuting out of a plane. <laughs> <laughs> That's, That's awesome. right, And then drop the mic. I love it. That's right. So thank you so much for writing in. And uh, thank you, everybody. Thank you, Nikki. Uh, On behalf of Nikki Kinzer, I'm Pete Wright. And we'll catch you next week right here on the ADHD podcast.